Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the entire internet, and like legitimately the best NBA schedule that you can find anywhere, whether you pay for it or not. The best part is you don't got to pay for it. It's hashtagbasketball.com. Go there right now. And brought to you by thrivefantasy.com. If you like daily fantasy, but you also like prop betting, well, imagine putting those things together and then getting a free $20 when you use the promo code WTB when you sign up for thrivefantasy.com. Go out, use that promo code WTB. Get your free money on behalf of myself. I'm your host, Tyler no i'm not tyler what happened tyler my cadence went off i'm mike katrin my co-host is tyler p watts how's it going tyler oh michael you could be me for a day how do you think I that wish. would go I, I i think that would be a strange it would be very strange it would be if we could do like a, a Lindsay lohan uh touch like a magical crystal body swap type of situation or whatever the whatever six movies i just uh combined uh, in my in my rotting brain um, from sitting inside for uh, 365 days, um, I think it'd be interesting. I, I would give it I would give it at least 24 hours to see what's going on. It wouldn't be that bad. You'd have to deal with a lot. I think it'd be worse for you than it would be for me. That's probably true. Yeah, I feel I like have a very charmed life. So yeah, I, I do live an all right, pretty decent life. You could hang out in Chicago. You could eat back alley pizza. Um, you could smoke weed all day because it's legal here. Um, and I feel like I would just be like, uh, like writing lots of articles for uh, and looking at spreadsheets because you're on top of this shit, Tyler. And I'm, I'm not. It is life of a paper pusher. What can I say? You're very, you're very good at it, Tyler. Um, I don't think I would be as good as you would get fired from all your jobs in that 24 hours is what would happen. Well, I would probably get fired from your job. So we'd just get each other fired and then we'd both be unemployed men. All right, let's, all right, let's not do the Lindsay Lohan crystal body swap. Um, let's, let's not do that at all. Let's talk about the second half of the NBA fantasy basketball season. The all-star break is almost over and the league has released the rest of the season. And Tyler, I, I like the fact that we have a very robust, long rest of the season. We're going through week 20, but it is weird. I started looking at the schedule. I started looking at the last three weeks and they're, they are jam packed full of games. We have multiple teams playing five games uh, each one of those weeks, which is pretty, pretty silly. That's very rare. Um, and that's without knowing what's coming up with COVID like, you know, suspensions of games due to COVID in the second half. And we're not even at the trade deadline yet. So this is going to be a very, very weird second half of the season, Tyler. Um, I mean, what, what do you think when the, when the, when the schedule came out, what was your first impression? Um, I think one of the, the national writers said this better than me. It's, is there's a lot of teams that are going to be super pissed when they see it. And I think a lot of teams were super pissed when they saw it because you mentioned there's a lot of five and seven days, a lot of craziness with the schedule, a lot of just jam packed games with 
teams are going to be forced to set guys just re- just to rest them, or they're going to be hurt. Like it's just an insane amount of games to do in an insanely short period of time. Absolutely, and those five and five and sevens are at the end of the season. They're not like right after the All Star break or soon. They're headed into the playoffs, and I don't think that bodes well for uh, teams that are safely within the playoffs. Well, what, what's insane is that two of the last three days of the season, there's 14 games and 15 games. Have, have we ever had a 15-game day? Well, I think that they started ever? doing that because they, they – I think this is like the second or third year they've done that because they want all the games to start relatively at the same time so no one like – Cheats. Well, yeah, and if there's like a playoff race, right, and then like the team loses and the other team clinches it, then they can sit all their people. They don't want that. Like they want two exciting games to be going on at the same time. Yeah, and I know they do that for um, when they do like the Champions League or uh, other kind of like uh, soccer type of champion playoff kind of um, tournaments that they have, like not like the regular leagues, like the EPL or whatever. Um, so I know that they play those games at the exact same times. I know they, they do that for the World Cup as well. Um, and I think it does make sense, right? Um, which makes, I guess, if you're in a Roto League and you time it up perfectly to have your final day to get that extra game in on that final day, which is a little trick in, in, in Roto Leagues that you can, if you only have one game left, you place both of your players, and they play at the same time, you get that extra game. So you go over on games legally. Um, I don't think I'm doing that this year. I'm staying far, far away. I'm going to be, I think I'm going to have my, all my games played before the final week of the season. Yes. I think you should do that. I mean, it just makes sense that there's going to be guys sitting out and we mentioned this the whole time. I think you stay up on games if you can. I, I think you stay well up on games. I think you play, you just play hot hands. Like you have a core, um like 80 percent of your squad core you know you're gonna play them you know you're gonna play them every game uh and then rotate guys from your bench in and out and then play the hot hand off the waiver wire like every week just play a hot hand get yeah, those that, quality starts in and i think you we and i mentioned numerous times it's been easier to find those hot hands because there's just been teams who you know have someone else playing because someone's out whether it's the covid or injury or whatever yeah, I think Shake Milton's been a hot hand like at least three times this is three separate times this season over the course of like three to five games. Shake Milton's been like a top 25 player. Uh, and that's just as, you know, it's a sign of the season, right? Like that's probably never going to happen again. Uh, and kind of what we, you know, talked about last time, the offenses this year are up. I don't see teams going harder until it comes down to the race for the tournament, which is, I like that. I like the race for the tournament. I think it breeds competition. I think it's going to make more teams relevant. I think you're going to see more teams playing their better players through the end, but the best teams are not. They're definitely not going to be risking playing LeBron James in five and seven for multiple weeks. Not going to happen. Yeah, and do the – I mean, well, do the Lakers, for an example, do they care if they're the first seed or the fourth seed or the seventh seed? Now, they probably care if they're the seventh seed because you got to be in the play-in. But, like, if you're in the top six, I don't think you care if you're first or sixth. 
Yeah, and I think that's going to be kind of a... We already headed that way anyway, but I think it used to be if you're in the top four, you didn't care, but especially this year. And we did, we, do, we don't know, right? We don't know what the playoffs look like, right? We don't know if that's a bubble or if we're good, if we're going to be doing, um, you know, hopefully cross your fingers, everybody. Uh, there will be enough vaccines to open up arenas. I know some arenas actually have fans in them, which is pretty crazy in my opinion at this time of the year, but do we know if the playoffs are going to be hosted by specific teams or are they going to be pushing for another bubble? Well, and even like baseball did the basically specific cities for each series, kind of like a, a, a mini bubble in each setup. So could they do something like that? I think that's uh, certainly a possibility. Uh, I think depending on what the world looks like in the middle of May, which is not that long from now, not that long from now at all. Yeah, and, and I think baseball did it because, you know, some places let fans in and other ones didn't, and that could be uh, a, the driving factor because, you know, they want to make money. And so could we see, like, for example, Dallas or Houston, like Houston, if they get eliminated, do they get to host a playoff series or maybe more than one because they're allowed to have fans and other places aren't? Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe they're just like, oh, yeah, we can get revenue here. And if I could bet on one thing in this uh, country, it would be that uh, whatever is going to make some rich person richer, that is the thing that is going to happen. So maybe maybe bet on that. the fact that maybe like the southern states will have some games um, played, I guess, um, in person with people in there. And hopefully there will be uh, enough safety precautions available and uh, vaccines available for people to be safe within the confines of these arenas. So they can watch basketball. I, I really, I'd love to go see the Chicago Bulls in the playoffs, Tyler, this year. That'd be nice. Well, are the Bulls going to make the playoffs? Cause I feel mm. like the East, the, I am confused by the East, right? Like I feel like I have no idea what's going on in that Eastern conference. Well, let's, let's go look at the standings there. Um, the fact that the Knicks exist and are not only exist, but are the fifth uh, team ranked in the East is shocking that they're five and a half games back from the Sixers is even more shocking. Uh, and that 12 teams are, you know, nine games. Like we, we, we got right now Hornets, Raptors, Bulls, and Pacers in the play-in game. And somehow the Knicks are above the heat. I don't know how that I don't know how that happened. Um, where do you where do you see this going towards? And let's just say we have a weird resurgence with Westbrook and Beal right now. Finally, both seemingly healthy playing together. Um, how many teams do you think will be vying for that playoff? Meaning that we will see their starters playing in more of these games down the stretch into the playoffs well the hawks fire their coach right because they're disappointed so you got to feel like they're going to i don't see washington trading either beal or westbrook so they're going to try to push for it yep. pacers are going to try bulls are going to try yeah raptors are going to try hornets are going to try i could see heat moving up but the knicks are probably in that kind of race for the play in too so that's I a mean, lot of teams right and then if the magic can ever get even some semblance of healthy aren't they kind of right in the thick of that 
the Magic go on a four-game winning streak and they're now in the playoff. Right, and that's what I mean. And, you know, really what's killed them is they've been crushed by injuries and, you know, a lot of times it's been Vucevic and not a lot else. And they're not getting Fultz back, but, you know, some of those other guys could come back at some point and give them a kind of viable team that can push this. I think the only two teams in the East that are out-out are Cleveland and Detroit. Every other team I could conceivably see making that top 10. And that's wild. Um, I, I 100% agree that Pistons are out, period. So you'll start to see, I think, after the all-star break, the, the, the rotation there um, start favoring their younger players. Um, even so, I don't know if that helps when it comes to fantasy basketball. Uh, do I, I think Sadiq Bay might be interesting, but do I really care about uh, anyone else on Detroit? Do you, do you care about anybody else on Detroit? DeLon Wright, maybe? Yeah. Well, even he's been hurt, right? So maybe, maybe not. So, with the Cavs and the Pistons probably likely out of it though. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I can even count the Cavs out because they win weird games. You well, know? so uh, there was just a big article written uh, about the Cavs and their um, they, basically it's a seller's market, right? Because there's not that many teams out of it. So uh, Chris Fedor from the Cleveland Plain Dealer wrote an article basically previewing the Cavs trade deadline. He talked about how a lot of teams are interested in Larry Nance that was a big part of the article. A big part of the article was what they're going to do with Drummond, what they're going to do with JaVale McGee, what they're going to do with Kevin Love, potentially. Um, you can read that article um, on the Cleveland Plain Dealer. And it's he basically surmises that Cleveland's going to sell because not many other teams are selling. And they see it as an opportunity to get some real assets and potentially move up in the long-term view, right. Of just getting more first round picks and using those first round picks to get young players, because I mean, the Cavaliers are one of those weird teams where they have some good role players, but they don't really have that star. And so I think they're still trying to search for that star and taking a step back right now, maybe their best Avenue to get that star. Yeah. I think you could see before the trade deadline, uh, either the, 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 we've talked about this before Drummond, uh, just being waived and, and signed by some other team. Um, Larry Nance Jr. might be on the move there. Uh, I think you could even see um, at least a couple other role players. Is Kevin Love still on that team? Where the hell has Kevin Love been? Yeah. He's still on the Cavs. Yeah, he's been hurt. Um, he's supposed to come back shortly after the All-Star break. Doubt it. Um, well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh that article that I mentioned talked about how uh, basically there are a lot of people have linked Andre Drummond to Dallas. And uh, he says in the article that the, that the Mavs would much prefer Kevin Love over Andre Drummond, which is a hundred percent makes sense. If you know anything about the Mavericks. Yes. But yes. And, uh, he's been out with a calf injury. And if you remember, he injured it like in one of the very first few games, sat out for a little bit, tried to play again, heard it right away again in that game that he came back and has not played since. Yeah, I think if you want to take a chance on somebody, so like that's the problem, right? Is like who, if you got to swing for the fences here, we've talked about this before. Andre Drummond isn't like obviously he isn't good. Like he gets good stats, right? And I guess when you're talking about fantasy basketball, that's the person you you take a swing on, if if he's hanging around. Um, well, in but, fantasy, he gives you the not only the good rebounds and the 
the better than average points, but the, the good steals and the good blocks, which is a very difficult combination to find. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, I love Jared Allen moving forward uh, in this particular situation with the Cavs just kind of tanking. Uh, I do think Darius Garland is going to be a very good fantasy player uh, now and in the future. Um, and then Colin Sexton has been very, like Colin Sexton has looked very good. Very good this season. Yeah. Sexton underrated because he plays for the Cavs, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, looking at those teams that are going to be vying for a playoff spot in the East. Uh, is there any one of them that you see making a, uh, a move, uh, trading some players, changing their roster in any sort of way? Um, I'm thinking potentially the Bulls. Um, and then the, the Pacers have already made a move. Yeah, I think Toronto might be the team that makes a big, a big move if they're, if they really want to get back in the hunt of trying to compete for the, for winning the East. Um, Boston is another team that needs to make a move in the sense that they have a very, they're a very shallow team for the first time in a long time. Right. Like they just, they don't have very many good players and the Celtics could be improved a lot by just getting some competent bench play. So I could see them making some moves. Absolutely. Like if they could just like not play Simi Ojale or Tristan Thompson hardly at all and like improve just both of those spots, if like suddenly Thad Young was on that team, damn, like they would be well, way well better. Well, and then um, they've, they've been forced to play Thompson and Daniel Tice together a lot. And mm-hmm. in the modern NBA, that is not a great pairing. <laughs> that, that's how you lose games. And so, yeah, I think they're going to be a team. And they don't usually make in-season trades, which has been talked about a lot, but they just need somebody to play off that bench, just any old buddy. Yeah, I completely agree um, with the the Bulls. I do think a move is um, imminent with the Bulls. I, I, I know that the new um, front office um, probably wants to make a mark and probably wants to make the playoffs this year. But uh, I, I don't. I think every single person on this team is – on the table at all times. And if the right deals there, the right deals there, the bulls are notoriously bad at making trades. And that was under the old regime. Um, I think this is going to be a much different, uh, different case. You know, I don't think you're going to see uh, the Jimmy, Jimmy Butler uh, having to trade away a pick with Jimmy Butler for someone to take, you know, a top 10 player in the damn league. Um, so if, if Zach Levine does leave, which I, 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 I the way he's playing, I'm not sure he leaves. I'm not sure he leaves at all because he is basically playing himself into a Bradley Beal-esque type role. That's someone you build around, not someone you trade away. Um, And I think if you see players move off this squad, it's going to be some of the the role players. Um, You could see uh, Thad Young move, who's having a great, fantastic year. Um, and just damning. Um, my, my favorite part of this whole Thad, uh, Thad Renaissance has been, one, NBA Twitter just piling on Jim Boylan for being the worst coaster of all time. And two, uh, the announcers call him, him uh, Thadjik Young uh, because he is like averaging like five assists and six rebounds and two steals a game and almost a block. He should be on a roster until he gets traded. And even when he gets traded, he probably still needs to be on a roster. Um, 
it would be nice to see the Bulls make a move, but their bench is very, you know, there's a lot of teams that you could use a Garrett Temple. There's a lot of teams that you could use a Thomas Sadoransky. The teams that have really, really shitty benches. Like the Bulls are a team of bench players uh, with a few starters, and there's a lot of teams with heavy starters but no bench players. And I think there could be a, a nice trade there. Uh, and hopefully that opens up more playing time for, you know, like Pat Williams and, and Wendell Carter to like both stay constantly over that 32-minute mark. Yeah, the team that I think is the most interesting, we're about the most interesting team to me going into this trade deadline is the Spurs. Because they're good. They're in seventh. They're 18 and 14. They're good. But they have four of their key players on expiring contracts. Do they risk basically all four of them walking for absolutely nothing to make the playoffs one as time? Or do they try to trade like DeMar DeRozan and Marcus Aldridge Rudy Gay for something that can help them in the future. And they're kind of in that weird transitional period and they have some players that could help a contender. And I'm sure some contenders are interested in that, you know, which way do they go? And that that's really one interesting one to watch for me. That's a great question. I think you could make an argument that DeMar DeRozan is incredibly valuable. Um, maybe more valuable than he was when he was traded for Kawhi Leonard. Um, I, I just think you you combine a guy who can get you wins right now with an expiring contract like that's a that's something that multiple teams are going to want. He's only thirty like thirty one. Like he's still probably got like three more years in him. Uh, his game isn't like ultra athletic. It's like getting to a spot and hitting hitting your shot. Like he isn't. Uh, Derek Rose uh, break your ankle off and jump across the entire court type of athleticism. That's not how he gets his points. Um, and the Spurs could use a reset. I really think they could like I, the John T. Murray is obviously fantastic. Derek White looks really good. And I hope that means uh, in the future, uh, once he gets back that Derek White becomes, you know, a standard league valuable player and is going to play 30 damn minutes a game. That would be really nice. Um I hope that doesn't take away from DeJounte Murray's uh, minutes. It might. But I th- I, I'm i with you. I think they have to do something. Kellen Johnson is a good player. I don't think he's a good fancy player, but he's a good player. He's a good defensive player. Um, I think they should just tank for the future and and, and, and make a run at some, some of these great draft picks that are coming in the next few years. And, and I think in the West, you know, Minnesota's out of it. Houston's not competing. Kings are kind of on the fence, but could you see a team like, and the Thunder obviously will trade anybody for a first round pick. I think we've seen that. Um, it's not named Shea Gilders Alexander. The Pelicans are another interesting team to me in the sense that they have some pieces. Do they really try to go all in for it here? Do they take a step back? I mean, we've heard the Reddick rumors and I think they might trade a few more of those veterans and try to really build up a really, really good team in a couple of years. Yeah, I think that it would be silly for the Pelicans to be like, Hey, Zion, uh, is going to bring in so much money if we get into the playoffs. He's already an all-star, which is suspect, I think. But uh, I'm not even sure he's the best player on his team. Like, so uh, he certainly is a force. He certainly is must-see television if he comes to your town uh, and you can go to a basketball game. Uh, and there is uh, happens to not be a global pandemic. I, I will be buying every Zion ticket I can. 
Uh, that said, they got a lot of time to be great, and they aren't. They aren't great. They are not better than the Clippers or the Lakers. Uh, somehow the Suns are second in the West. Uh, thank you, Chris Paul, for winning games, but uh, destroying fantasy value on the, the, for for Booker and, and Aiden. The, the, doing the exact opposite of what I thought would happen. Um, obviously, the, nugget, the Nuggets are great. The Mavericks are probably going to have a, a much better second half, and the Warriors are probably going to make the playoffs. So what what are you trying to prove here if you're um, the Pelicans? Like, go get some draft picks. Get rid of get rid of JJ Redick. I think trading Lonzo Ball is is probably something. Though they've they, they've looked pretty good with Lonzo Ball. I, I still think that's in the cards for them. So yeah, well, but the question is, do, what do you got to pay Ball? Because Ball's restricted. Yep. And do do you really want to pay Ball twenty twenty five thirty million? It's like what like what's Ball's Ball's number going to be? That's the, that's the interesting thing. And right. You know what you're going to know what ball wants, right? Like, does he want a max deal? If he wants a max deal, there's no way I'm giving ball a max deal. No. You know what I mean? And you have the, you have the right to match it. So you could do that. You know, if you just let him go out and get the best contract you can get and match it. But like, if he's going to get, I don't know, 15 million, 20 million a season, do you, do you really want to have ball at that number? That's awesome. That's auto that that's auto porter suspect high. Except for I do think I'm gonna see a little bit uh not a little bit, a lot more value and more games played from Lonzo Ball per season than I ever will out of Auto Porter. And ball has gotten better. I mean, ball is producing the best numbers he's ever produced in less minutes than he's played a lot of seasons. So there is that. But I, I don't know, man. I don't if I'm them, I'm trading ball before the deadline just because i think his number is going to be too high lonzo on totals 52nd overall barely ahead of therese halberg and that's on totals and he's played quite a few more minutes than terry's yes so um obviously i'm not trying to say therese is or he's better than therese just because of a ranking i think therese is definitely the better prospect there i'm not definitely not making that that trade, but comparable and good, right? Like, you know, that kind of level of talent. Um, and I think his defense, which is not a fantasy basketball stat, um, is overlooked even with people who know what they're talking about. Well, and, and um, I mean, you and I have discussed this numerous times in the past. I think defense is the hardest thing to evaluate on any player because some of it is scheme, some of it is matchup some of it is just how good did they look in any given game you were watching yeah um i i hope we get some crazy trades and i don't think we should speculate too much longer on who's going to get traded why they're going to get traded but we will be reacting to those trades to get instant reactions um you know so go to patreon here's the question though this is the question i wanted to ask you yes because I'm going to answer the, the, to this question, no. So I'll give you the answer for me before I ask the question. Do we see a current star traded? So, like, oh. you could see Drummond, who's been an all-star, traded. But I sure. wouldn't say that he's a current star in the no. sense that he's kind of on the way down. 
do we see a current guy that we're going like, all right, you know, the, the Bradley Beal would be an example, right? Like someone who's an absolutely elite, elite player traded at this deadline. My answer to the question is no. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anyone. I don't think you could consider anyone on the Kings a star. And and the big reason why, and we don't have to discuss this too much, is there, there's a very there's a lack of draft picks available to be traded because yeah. so many teams have traded draft picks already. So I don't think that there's going to be a star traded. So if you're in, if you're really hoping to see some big name superstar star guy get traded, I don't think you're going to see that. I think you could see a lot of very good role player starter types though moved. Yeah, um, Cat Daddy is not going anywhere. Vujovic might be on the short list there, but I still think that's a really like rare, that'd be a pretty rare occurrence. Uh, Tyler though, I feel like you're insulting somebody because a star has already been traded. Blake oh, Griffin. No, no. Well, he wasn't traded. He was released and he's going to be signed by the Nets. Uh, Blake Griffin. Let's, let's talk about that. Like, what does that mean? What, what do you, what's your take on Blake Griffin on the Nets? Does it hurt? Does it help? Who does it help? Who does it hurt? Well, is he actually 100% going to the Nets? I believe so. I thought, well, maybe it's not 100%. He agreed to a buyout, to my knowledge. He agreed to a buyout. He is weighing his options. Okay, so he's going um, to the Nets. <laughs> the Ringer wrote an article saying, is the best fit for this version of Blake Griffin in Brooklyn. But he has, and there has been rumored interest between the two, but he has said, from what I've heard, to be choosing between a few teams. Um, I can read the, I think, Woj yeah, I've had the list. Yeah, I've heard the Trailblazers. I've heard the Heat. I've heard the Warriors, even. Yes. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I think Woj had the list. He had many of the top playoff contenders, according to Woj there. He listed the Nets, the Warriors, the Heat, the Trailblazers as the teams. Um, Blake Griffin, not that good anymore, safe to say. Let's, I mean, let's take a gander of, I'm going to go very deep. I'm going into the game log. Let's take a gander if any of these games were any good. Um, Tyler, his best game was when he hit eight three-pointers somehow. The second game of the season in 44 minutes, 26 points, eight rebounds, only four assists. And happened to get three steals. He only got three steals one other time. He's only played in a handful of games. He's only he he, he only played uh, on average this season thirty one minutes, which is a uh, you know above normal. the The dude looks a bit washed, and I think if he's going to a contender, it's not to start; it's to come off the bench and play twenty four minutes. Yeah, I mean, I don't think in a standard fantasy league you want him. To be honest, like I just, I, I would not be holding him at this point. Um, it could be a minute before he signs, even when he signs. Yeah, I'm not. I, I think no matter what team he goes to, like Blake Griffin, the reason, well, first off, he's washed. Like he's been injured too many times. It's not his fault. He's been injured too many times. But so that explosiveness, that all around, um, you know, 22, 8 and 5, 8 and 6 guy isn't coming back 34 minutes isn't coming back last season i know he only played 18 games but he averaged 28 minutes and was like the 330th ranked player um i don't think he's gonna be that bad but i don't think he's standing league at all and i don't care where he goes i don't think he's gonna be relevant at all 
Well, and for real basketball, I think the defense is a big worry, and you can't – I don't think it's getting any better. So, good luck to whatever playoff team signs him. Yeah, I agree. Um, we have a handful of players, though, who could come back um, somewhat early or within the next few weeks uh, that maybe are at least worth paying attention to. I'm going out to my advanced calendar on hashtag basketball.com. And if you're playing the whole season, right, then your playoffs are starting what, like week 17? Week 18? And probably 17. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you were smart about it, you started them early. Uh, maybe if you were even smarter about it, you'd not have them playoffs at all. So um, I think there's going to be a couple guys coming back before the playoffs start. And maybe they're hanging around on your. Maybe you're hanging on your waiver wire, and I kind of wanted to go through a few of those names with you, Tyler. Just get your take on whether or not, if they were available, you would pick them up during this, right before the All-Star break is over, or maybe in this week after the All-Star break. Um, And I'm going to go with some good news. It sounds like DeAndre Hunter is going to be back, not in 7 to 10 weeks, but in 7 to 10 days. Um, It sounds like instead of his return being um, pushed back even further, that he should be back within the next couple of weeks. He's having a pretty good year on average. He's played it only in 18 games, but he's getting about 17, um, five and two. He's per game valued in the, in the top 60. I, according to hashtag basketball. So if he's hanging around on your waiver wires, would you pick him up? Good question. I think, I think he's going to be hurt a little bit by just the, the Cox being healthier in the games that he's about to play, but he's not the worst flyer in the world for sure. Yeah. I think that to me, he's someone who's worth it. It might be a slow return right this is uh i think a fairly sus uh injury it's right knee discomfort um he it sounded like he he went under uh meniscus surgery so and i think it was like the minor meniscus surgery where he can come back obviously he's coming back sooner than later which is positive but it could mean that it's a very slow return for deandre hunter but it could mean full strength deandre hunter by the time you get to the playoffs is that worth the risk if you are safely in the playoffs? Yeah, but is anyone? Aha. Great. Great point. Is anyone safely in the playoffs this season? The answer is probably no. Right. Like I think I think some of my teams, like I feel good, but then like, you know, if I have a, a two or three weeks where it's all my guys who get the health and safety protocol, quarantine, COVID, whatever you want to call that. Um I could drop those weeks pretty bad, seven to one, eight to zero, eight to one if it's a nine cat league. Like, and then I'm kind of maybe right back in the thick of not making the playoffs. So I don't know. I like, like you mentioned in Rolies, I'm trying to build games. I'm trying to build games and head to head too. Like, I want guys that are playing now. I don't necessarily want to pick up anybody that's even a week away because that if I lose this week, I might never get that week back. Yeah, you might 
cost yourself the playoffs simply by not maximizing your games. So I think it's risky, but with Hunter, I think he's good enough potentially to take that risk. I think it's the kind of a toss up like guys like Nurkic or CJ McCollum or anyone who's foolishly and foolish enough to drop those guys. Um, I'd much rather have those guys, obviously, because I think that's well worth the risk. Um, I think a couple guys on the bubble there would be Karis LeVert and Malik Beasley. If you could stash one of those guys, Karis LeVert, Malik Beasley, or um, DeAndre Hunter, who do you, who do you think you would go with? Probably Karis. Although I don't, how how soon is he coming back? I guess is, is my question there. Um, but I think Karis LeVert is going to be real good, and I think the the Pacers want to feature him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of details around Karis LeVert's recovery. It sounds positive though. Well, yeah. Um, Woj wrote sometime in the second half of the season. Yeah. Which is a scary sentence to read. Um, and hopefully this guy's doing all right. I mean, that was a very scary thing that I think that trade maybe potentially saved his life. So <laughs> yeah. And motherfucker, I hope it did. I really, really hope it did. Uh, he had surgery to treat kidney cancer, and it sounds like he does not need further treatment. So, like, that is fucking fantastic uh, that 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 um, that was caught, hopefully, uh, well in time. And uh, I don't think the Pacers are going to rush anything here at all. Yeah, and, and so I like him. I think he's going to be real good when he plays. Um, so if I have like an IR spot and I can hold somebody, I, I actually wouldn't mind holding Karis over. I think he's going to be good. Yeah, I would do that too. Um, TJ Warren stress fracture could return at the beginning of April. He's had a pretty solid, uh, up to this point, I would say like he's been a pretty solid fantasy player. This season, granted, he's only played he only played in like four games, but he, I think he could be a very solid player going forward. You know, top yeah. eighty. It was fifty first last year type player. Yeah, in, in per game yeah. value, um, just the guy who can score a lot, get you some good steals, um, shot a really good percentage last year. Uh, always shoots a very good percentage because he doesn't take a, a crazy volume of threes. Um, and the Pacers need somebody, right? They got Lavert out. They got him out. Like one of those guys is gonna come has to come back. One of those guys is gonna have to play. Yeah, so I'm a big TJ Warren fan. Now again, we're talking about a month though. I don't know that I necessarily want to pick him up now. Maybe in a couple of weeks, but now seems uh dicey. Oh, so you got this. You picked this up. Shams just tweeted about 10 seconds ago that he is in fact signing with the Brooklyn Nets, Mr. Blake Griffin. Breaking news from Mike Cashman first, and then Shams. Blake Griffin going to the Nets. Dun 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 dun. That's the like I think you Brooklyn see Nets you're song. always confusing me of being the one with the scoops. I think you had the scoop here. I I 100 did. You and Shams uh, been texting each other. You been you been texting up the same sources or what here? Sadly, this uh, this episode will come out well well uh, a few a few days after. Uh, the actual announcement. So uh, people are just going to have to believe us that the timestamp is accurate. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, I just, I don't think it makes, and isn't Blake Griffin the, the, not the player the Nets need? Like their offense is amazing. 
and their defense is sus. Yeah, and maybe not good is a, is a fair word. Yeah, uh, I really actually thought. Granted, they got hardened. Like that's hard to say. You got worse getting hardened, but their bench was great. Lavert and Jared Allen were coming off the bench. They are starters on more than a majority of teams in the league. As you've seen, they are now starters. Like they will be starters on the teams that they went to. And like coveted starters are like, oh yeah, Cleveland's like, yeah, get rid of all our centers. We got Jared Allen. Uh, you know, Indiana's like, yeah, well, that's fine. Move Oladipo, we'll take Lavert. Like people want those players. Those are the guys coming off the bench for the Nets. I really feel like they Lavert shot their has ass averaged in the over 18 and a half points a game in less than 30 minutes in the last two seasons combined. It's that's really good. Good. <laughs> I've heard that's good. I've heard that if you play basketball professionally, that's pretty good. Right. And so I, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's weird. They're, they're awesome. They're fun. They're a team built for the playoffs in the sense that like they, yes, they can just play those three 45 minutes every playoff game and potentially win, but they're going to have a real hard time stopping anybody. And um, they're they're a super interesting team from to watch in the playoffs, I think, because can you win with no defense? That's a question. No, I don't think you. Well, maybe this year, maybe this year, maybe you can. That's what I mean, and and I think we all know that sometimes you just need some lucky breaks to win the championship, and and maybe they get them. You never know. Speaking of the IR, the winner of longest on the IR went to Jaron Jackson Jr. What is what? What do you, what do you think, Jaron Jackson Jr.? Do you think he's going to return this year or not? I, I think my answer is no. He's not. Uh, still no update. Me equals me not being uh, one not what one percent optimistic that he returns. I can't find a thing. Absolutely cannot find a thing about Jaron Jackson Jr. Ooh. Well, let's see here. Let me see if I can dig something up. No, nothing. I got a, a tweet from February 16th from J- Triple J. No frustrations. Oh, nearly, we'll win. Nearly Deep breath. Smile. So nearly three weeks that? ago, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Justice Winslow returned to practice in a limited capacity. Oh. Okay. Winslow's already back. And um, according to this article written by a guy named Jack Williams, who writes for the Beale Street Bears, which is a fan-sided site, okay. he claims that his return is approaching. <sighs> I've heard that one before. Um, I don't know what that means. Take that for what you wish. Um, but there is no concrete update. He is um, seven months past the injury and this particular injury, according to this article, rarely keeps a player out more than six months. I can understand taking some precautions. Maybe there was a setback. My problem is, is that I have no damn idea and neither does anyone else. Well, yeah, that's information. That's obviously the, the kick in the nuts is we never hear anything. If you, uh, here's here's what you do. Here's what you do, Tyler. This is what you do. If you have Jaron Jackson Jr., go get a top 100 player, top 80 player. Go get him right now. Float float out that he's coming back. 
float out some good news to the team or the second a new trinket of good news comes out, get his ass and start trading him to every single fucking team in your league. Get him off your team. If you are in a long-term league, go get Jared Jackson, especially if you're like in last place. Like, go get him. Yeah. If you are in the keeper league, if you're in a in a team where a league where you can keep him around, those are the two plays. Those are the only two plays. If no one will take him and you don't need your and you don't need your IR spot, keep him in the IR spot. If you don't have an IR spot and you can't trade him for literally the worst player on another team, drop him. I'm, I'm in a redraft league. Those are the only plays. No, yeah, there's not there's nothing there's nothing else to do. I I haven't a clue what else you would do here. Because the money 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 says that he is not coming back this season and if he does it will be for like the last 2 to 3 weeks. And you think they're really going to spin him up for the the Grizzlies to not make the playoffs? No. Like the Grizzlies currently are in the play-in, right? How long does that last? How long will the, the Grizzlies be in the play-in? If they are in the play-in, do you think they're going to shove Jaron Jackson in there for 34 minutes a game? And if they're not in the play-in, do you think they're going to shove him in there for 34 minutes a game? No. Mm-hmm. Either way. Either way, they're not doing it. Well, and, and if he's not coming back soon, right, like he's never going to be able to ramp up and play that many minutes. Like they're not going to put him – they're just going to bring him back and play him 20 – they're going to bring him like, what, 10, 15 minutes probably when he comes back? They're not going to bring him back and let him play a thousand minutes. Their team wouldn't even know what to do with it, right? Like he hasn't played with the damn team all year, so they wouldn't really even know how to play with him. And do you want to? I'm sorry, Jaron Jackson Jr. is not like a prolific talent. Like, do you really want to risk your if you're playing well going into the playoff games? Do you want to risk like messing that up with Jaron Jackson Jr. coming in and playing 28 minutes and not having Brandon Clark play? Right. So I just, I just don't see a scenario at all. Even if he comes back, shit, even if he comes back in the next two to three weeks, I don't see a good scenario with him at all. I'm with you there. Period. Tyler, we usually look ahead. Let's, uh, should we look ahead at the, the rest of uh, week 11 into week 12 after the, oh. after this all-star break? No. Cause I think we're just going to get ruined <laughs> by something else. Right. I think you might be right. Um, the second half of this season is going to be a mess. We want to bring you um, any trades that happen between now and then, um, or um, what's more likely apparently is just uh, waving a player and getting signed by another team. This is like the weirdest year. Um, we got a very hefty full schedule of games between now and the end of the year. Uh, we're going to be doing our best to get you instant reactions to trades to any moves that happen if you want to get instant instant reactions go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes sign up we'll be dropping instant reactions uh quick hits on the patreon uh, between now and the end of the trade deadline or if anything even weird happens after the trade deadline um and we're still gonna be bringing you the same content uh, or whatever content you want based on your feedback between here and the end of the season, of course, looking towards next season, which hopefully is a regular-ass 
NBA season, that would be great. Uh, Tyler, do you have anything else uh, going into the second half of the season that you, you want to impart to the listeners? No, man, I think that's it. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? I can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. You can find him at Tyler P. Watts, everyone. Tyler, get excited about your Twitter. Uh, I'm never excited about it. <laughs> you can find me at Watch the Boxes. You can hit us up on Patreon at patreon.com slash watch the boxes. You can find us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes, where I'm going to start doing some gambling because everybody loves gambling. Um, who doesn't love gambling, Tyler? I love gambling. I have a problem. I have an sure issue. I have an issue. Um, it's called loving gambling. It's called love, Tyler. My issue is I love too much. I love gambling. love gambling too much. We're going to keep bringing you the same content. You can find me at Watch the Box. You can find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed your Ulster break. And I hope there are no more COVID suspensions between now and the end of the year for anyone in the NBA, not just your team, but mostly my teams and the NBA. Cheers, everybody. Stay safe.